I would like to welcome back my listener to WTF Politics and Other Stuff Too. My name is Vic, and today we'll cover the continuing border crisis, Black Lives Matter co-founder on a home buying spree, and Democrats attempting to pack the Supreme Court. Well, the border crisis continues yet again. We're on day 24, and the VP has still not addressed the issue at all and continues to bury her head in the sand in hopes that it'll go away. How much longer are we going to have to endure this, spending billions to to combat the utter failure of the Biden-Harris administration? They're in a path to creating the worst illegal immigration crisis in history. This is the same administration that is now housing illegal immigrants in hotels at the taxpayer expense. The holding facilities for immigrants is so far beyond capacity, it's almost criminal. In February, the Border Patrol recorded 172,000 encounters. That's a 71% increase from just February. I think we can all agree that VP Harris has utterly failed in her duty as the point person for this crisis. She still is nowhere to be seen addressing it. As of now, the Border Patrol has over 19,000 That's 19,000 unaccompanied minors as of March, which is already a 100% increase over February. It's just going to get worse. Seven lawmakers sent a letter to VP Harris practically begging her to visit and address this border crisis. They want her to address the overcrowding in the immigrant facilities, find out for herself from the Border Patrol themselves as to what they are dealing with and what they need to combat this problem. Representative Fleischman wrote, quote, we are greatly concerned about the Biden administration's ability or willingness to respond to this humanitarian crisis when neither the president nor the vice president has gone to the southwest border to assess the crisis for themselves, end quote. Another quote saying, we invite you to make the journey to the southern border and to work with Congress to find solutions to mitigate this humanitarian and national security crisis in order to protect our nation, end quote. Last week, Customs and Border Protection arrested two Yemeni males attempting to cross the border. They were on the FBI's terrorism watch list and the no-fly list. The border has so many holes in it, the ramifications of what can happen is absolutely frightening. I mean, in an amazing twist of fate, President Biden's Homeland Security Secretary suggested that they may need to continue building the southern border wall. Holy shit. Oh my fucking God. So now a wall works? What all of a sudden happened? Did they become magical walls all of a sudden? Are these new proposed walls not like racist and fear-mongering? I'm, I'm just amazed. I mean, in another whopper, Health and Human Services is now asking the military to house some of these illegal immigrants. What the fuck? Here we go with making the military deal with bullshit again that they really don't have time to do. It takes resources away from soldiers training or doing their jobs, increased cost of providing facilities and security to these illegal immigrants, not to mention all the cost of analyzing where to send these people. You can't just drop them off anywhere at any military base. Again, it's taking soldiers away from doing their jobs when they need to be doing them. Why is it all right to dump these problems on the military that already has enough stupid bullshit of their own to deal with? But I guess, you know, 
dumping on the military is, you know, the current administration's, you know, go-to answer. You know, unfortunately, the Biden-Harris border crisis is now the military's problem. Let's not forget about the illegal aliens in the hotels. I want to know what happens after the 30 days of housing these people. Are we going to waste more of the taxpayer money housing people from other countries and forget about our own citizens yet again? Wouldn't surprise me one damn bit. I have to wonder, how many people that voted for the Biden-Harris regret it now? Of course, there's really no reliable way to find out. It's my opinion that there are many Biden-Harris voters that are extremely disappointed with the choice and with the way things are being run now. Now, with that said, they will never admit it, though. Their hatred of Trump is greater than their ability to admit they've made a bad choice. I think everyone is seeing that Biden is nothing more than a puppet with strings being pulled by the extreme left. Forget about the fact that human trafficking, drug smuggling, and all sorts of crime is on the rise as a result of all this. I can't even imagine the strain it's taking on the local, state, and federal law enforcement, in addition to the agencies that typically take care of these type issues. It has to be an enormous toll. Of course, not to the liberal elites, you know, this isn't their problem. They're thousands of miles away and they're really good at, you know, blowing the bullhorn, you know, when the illegal immigrants aren't sitting on their front fucking doorstep. Well, it's on my front fucking doorstep, so that's why I bitch about it a little bit. And speaking of doorsteps, guess who now has four? That's right. Count them four doorsteps. Of course, I am talking about Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Khan Cullors. It appears the founder, or one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, at least the hashtag, along with two other activists, uh, has gone on a home buying spree. This self-described Marxist has bought four homes since 2016, totaling $3.2 million. She has a home in Conyers, Georgia, which she purchased in January 2020 for $415,000 on 3.2 acres. It's a custom ranch featuring a private airplane hangar. Oh my fucking God. How nice is that? An airplane hanger for one of your four homes. Uh, she's also got a three bedroom, one and a half bath home in Inglewood, California. She's also got one in South LA. That one cost $590,000. And then not to mention the $1.4 million home on a secluded road, not too far from Malibu in Los Angeles. It's 2,370 square feet, soaring ceilings, skylights, plenty of windows, and those great canyon views. The Topanga Canyon Homestead, which includes two houses on a quarter acre, is just one of three homes Khan owns in the L.A. area, according to public records. Last year, she was spotted in the Bahamas uh, looking for a unit at the Albany. Apparently, this is some sort of elite enclave uh, for people with a golf course and, you know, 8,000 square foot homes with six bedroom townhomes, media rooms, marina views. They don't even list the price on the website, which means that that's right. You and I can't even afford to window shop there. I guess she's looking to spend some more of that $90 million Black Lives Matters took in last year. You know, Hawk Newsom of BLM New York City is calling for an investigation into how BLM spends their money worldwide. He's quoted as saying, if you go around calling yourself a socialist, you have to ask how much of your own personal money is going to charitable causes. It's really sad because it makes people look, you know, doubt the validity of the movement and overlook the fact that it's people carrying this movement. BLM Global 
Network Foundation was incorporated in 2017, and the group does not have a federal tax exemption, and donations are filtered through Act Blue Charities and Thousand Currents, two nonprofits that manage the cash. Of course, at the same time that Khan incorporated the nonprofit, she also set up a similarly named BLM Global Network, which is a for-profit, which is not required to disclose how much it you know pays the executives. How convenient is that? One has to guess that she's paying herself a lot of money if she can afford four homes totaling $3.2 million. She states, though, I've never taken a salary from Black, from Black Lives Matter's Global Network Foundation. Of course, she never did. She takes her money from the for-profit, which she doesn't have to, you know, disclose. Hmm, I bet it's a pretty good salary. Remember, though, she really cares about the black communities and is, a committed, and is committed to changing that world. Okay, I could almost not even say it without laughing. I mean, it, it is really sad that we see time and time again people out there claiming to want to help people. And they, you know what? They just end up helping themselves. Look at that fucktard from Atlanta, Sir Major Page or whatever his name is founder of BLM in Greater Atlanta in 2016. He was arrested for spending over $200,000 of purchases, none of which went towards racial or social justice. This ass clown used the money to make purchases for food, dining, entertainment, clothing, furniture, tailored suits. He also purchased a home in Toledo, Ohio for $112,000. Again, Nothing to do with what the money was supposed to be for. The kicker is he's been arrested multiple times for impersonating a police officer. I have to laugh. He's arrested for impersonating the very people he was protesting and demanding change from. You know, back to Ms. Cullors, you know, I guess she learned a lesson as to why she set up a profit LLC and split the money between the nonprofit and the profit entities. It's harder to track the money. You know, and again, she doesn't have to publicly disclose the money she takes in for the for-profit entities. Of course, she's come out saying that she's just providing for her family and that, you know, even questioning why she has four homes is just furthering the white supremacy cause. Uh, I guess I didn't realize that calling somebody out for misspending money is, you know, white supremacist going after you or whatever. And of course, you know, She's come out as crying, saying, I've had to have security for my family because of all this. Well, you know what? You're in the spotlight. It looks like you're spending money the way you shouldn't be spending it. You brought this on yourselves. So, boo fucking who? You know, for someone who is a self-proclaimed Marxist, she sure likes to live the high life and, you know, claims to stand behind and fight the good fight for people. It must be a really good salary that she can afford these homes, plus the upkeep. I mean, I guess you have to look and live good when you're fighting for the people, right? And when you're fighting for the people, like the Democrats claim they do, of course, now they're going to try and fight for the people by packing the Supreme Court in their favor. Well, we knew it was a matter of time before this happened. I just didn't think it'd be this fucking quick. The far left now wants to pack the court with four more justices because their little bitch asses don't control the Supreme Court. Talk about the ultimate power grab. This is being done by what I'm calling the alt-left. That's right, I said the alt-left because the left claims there's an alt-right, so why not an alt-left? These little brats 
are so hell-bent on destroying the country that they will stop at nothing to do it. The amazing part is, they're not even trying to hide it. I hope the Republicans can come up with something to stop this. It's, it's time to show some balls. Speaker Pelosi has stated that she will not bring the bill to the floor for a vote. Hey, I'll give her props if she does that and sticks to her guns and follows through. However, not very hopeful. I just have a sneaking suspicion she's going to cave and it's going to turn into a shitstorm. I mean, even when they have all the power, they have the House, the Senate, you know, Biden and the White House, they're still whiny bitches, like little children that, you know, want to have all the toys and not share with anybody. I mean, years ago, even Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg did not support court packing. Now, is she to be honored like the liberals say she should? Why don't they honor this wish? I guess, you know, since she's gone, they have no reason to honor her and her memory, except when it suits them per the status quo of Democrats. I have to say, I'm shocked that so many Democrats have come out against packing the court. I thought for sure they would relish in the thought of having complete control, or at least a few are smart enough to know when to reel it in. I just hope they stick to it and not let the far left continue to influence them. I mean, here's another thought, you know, just one I kind of thought of is, you know, maybe they did this just to gauge the reaction. They wanted to get a feel from Congress and the Senate as to how much support this would actually have, knowing full well that they would probably not have a chance to do it. But, you know, it gives them a chance to see who they got to influence to, you know, go along with something like this, see who reacts negatively to the idea, and then work on the next year or so. getting them to change their mind. Also, it could be a stern warning to the sitting justices that if they go forward, that they will go forward and try to pack the court if the high court issues rulings not in line with liberal wishes. I mean, it could be construed as blatant intimidation. One would think that if you threaten the Supreme Court with packing, if the court doesn't vote the way they want, that's kind of like extortion. You know, you'd think these politicians would be smarter than that. You don't threaten court packing like this. I mean, talk about a political shitstorm. How about this? If the Republicans take Congress and the Senate in 2022, they could always pack the court even more again. Of course, that's a horrible fucking idea, too. I just hope the middle to slightly left-leaning voters see what's being done with their party that they associate with. It's becoming more and more radicalized. There's less and less tolerance from the left. It's my way or the highway. I mean, look what happened to Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer. He's a Democrat nominated to the court in 1994 by Bill Clinton. Breyer's come out as saying he's against Supreme Court packing. So what happens? That's right. The far left immediately called for his removal and demand he resign. I'm amazed at how the tolerant left have become a bunch of thugs. That's right, a bunch of fucking thugs. The far left keep comparing Republicans and conservatives to Nazis, when in fact, they're the fucking Nazis. Believe what you will, they're the ones trying to cancel everything, change the face of government so they have total control. What makes it even more frightening is that they seem to have the backing of a lot of big money donors and big tech companies that, you know, seem to silence conservatives at every turn. Since big tech companies like Twitter and Facebook seem to have immunity from what regular news organizations 
have. You know, they suppress and censor anything they don't like, mainly conservatives. They do this under the guise of suppressing hate speech or stopping the spread of, you know, misinformation, disinformation. I mean, look what happened to Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe. He catches the liberal opinion network, CNN, openly admitting on undercover video to doing their best to sway the election and get President Trump removed from office. What does Twitter do? Ban James O'Keefe in an attempt to help mitigate the fallout of what people pretty much already knew, but now it's just on video. I really hope that the 2022 elections bring the Republicans back to the political game. Why do I say game? Because that's what it is to these people. It's all a game, and they're playing with our lives. Politicians, for the most part, do not play by the same rules or laws that we are expected to follow. So it's just a game to them, plain and simple. You know, maybe we can get some legislation passed to hold these social justice media companies, you know, and big tech companies accountable. Hold them to a higher standard than they're held to now, which is really no standard at all. All right, I'm done. Head's hurting again, and I'm losing my voice. So thanks for tuning in today. You know, we covered uh, the border crisis, BLM house buying spree by one of the co-founders, and uh, packing the Supreme Court attempt by the uh, libtard Democrats. But hey, again, thanks for tuning in today. You know, make sure you hit that subscribe, follow, and download button. As always, I encourage you to do your own research, you know, on the issues and get involved. You know, the time for staying silent is over. Seriously, get involved. Make your voice heard. Have a great day. God bless America.